Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, April 6th, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. All right, how's everything going? Here we are, Thursday night, Thursday night, big Thursday show, straight ahead. I promise you a big Thursday night show. Hey, Mike, how are you? I see you there. Uh, I'm not talking to myself. I'm not, I'm not saying hello to myself. I'm saying hello to the other Mike who's in the room right now. If you happen to be listening and you can't see that, I always like to clear that up. I'm not, I'm not crazy. I don't often <clears throat> talk to myself. I do from time to time. From time to time, I do talk to myself, but not, not tonight. There's a lot to talk about. What are we, what are we going to start? It's one of those days where it's like one story after another is coming, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to lead with this. I'm going to lead with – believe it or not, I do put a little bit of thought into this. A little bit, a little bit. And, uh, you know, then another story comes up, and I'm like, okay, i got to go with that one. Then another one pops up. I say, all right, no, nah, I think I'll go with that one. So trying not to bury the lead, as they say in the business, the biz, whatever that biz may be. I'm not sure, but they do say that. Um, I think probably the one that, uh, that, that, that grabs me the most is this story. And if you have anything you want to say, if you have any stories you want to talk about, because, you know, I am my own producer on this show. I do everything myself. I do the politics. I do the talk. I take the calls. I'm the producer. I do the film reviews. I do everything. I do the cleaning. I do the housekeeping. All right. That's nothing to do with this show, but I'm just saying. I do it all. So if you have any stories you want to talk about, anything on your mind that I'm not mentioning, maybe I missed something. Maybe there's a uh, a gem, a gem of a story out there that I miss. It's possible. It's very possible. But this one, I think, seems to be getting a lot of press today. And this goes under the heading of the hypocritical Democrats. Okay? So evidently, there was some kind of a insurgence to use the Democrats' language. I'm not saying it was an insurgence, but whenever a group of people take over or try to take over a govern house of government, it's now considered an insurgence. That's a precedent. The, Demo- the Democrats like setting precedents. They don't like it, though, when they're used against them, like the precedent of calling something that's kind of just a bunch of stupid people doing stupid things for a couple of hours and insurgents uh, could be looked at like, you know, people who care about freedom and uh, freedom of expression and care about their country and want to uh, show how much they care about their country going a little overboard. That's an insurgents, according to Democrats. That's their word. Uh, they also just indicted a former president for the first time in the what, 235 or whatever it is. I'm not good at math. Year over, over 200 years of this country and presidents. This is the first time it's happened. And that's a precedent that was also set by the Democrats. So now you hear people saying, well, now we're going to go after Democratic, now Republican district attorneys in Republican states and cities are going to go after Democrat presidents and the president and and the Democrats go, Oh no, no, you can't do that. No, no, no. This is only Trump. This is only Trump. It's a one guy. I know, I know Trump derangement syndrome is singular to one person. I get it. But now they've set this precedent because of their Trump derangement syndrome. It, It made them, it compelled them to set this precedent, which will be used against them and should be. 
in a court of law and otherwise. So what happened in Tennessee? Let me get back to Tennessee. A lot of crazy shit's happening lately in Tennessee, which is bad because it's a state I was thinking of moving to. And now all this crazy shit's happening in Tennessee. But anyway, um, Tennessee House of Representatives has voted to expel. uh, Well, this story says one, but I think it's two now of three Democratic lawmakers. Evidently, these Democratic lawmakers um, took part in a protest on the House floor, okay, as demonstrators at the Capitol called for gun reform following that shooting at the uh by the way this is cnn cnn reports following a mass shooting at a nashville school huh nashville school not nashville covenant not catholic not christian nothing just nashville school just a general generic nashville school okay the vote was like overwhelming 72 to 25 to expel them and it takes two-thirds majority and they got 72 to 25. Uh, and there were two at, at the time of this. I have to look at the, someone out. Maybe maybe someone listening can do a little Google search. I think it's two of them now who have been expelled. Because as of this uh, article I'm reading, it said two other lawmakers, Justin Pearson and Gloria Johnson, also faced possible votes on their removal from office. But protesters had flooded the state. Here, listen to this now. Protesters flooded the state capitol on Thursday, as the legislators were set to take up three resolutions filed by GOP lawmakers Monday, seeking to expel Jones of Nashville, Johnson of Knoxville, and Pearson of Memphis, a step the state house has taken only twice since the 1860s. There comes a time when people get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Jones, didn't uh, Malcolm X or Martin Luther King say that? Jones said in a speech prior to a vote on his expulsion. Also, so my colleagues, I say that whatever we did was an act of responsibility as legislators to serve and give voice to grievances of people who have been silenced. We call for you to ban assault weapons and you respond with an assault on democracy. Jones added, how can you bring dishonor to an already dishonorable house? So what happened was, and once again, this is from CNN. I should never read anything from CNN. I should never, because it's, it's not, as you're reading these things, when you know the facts of, okay, you see that they're just fixing it to their narrative, right? The way they state it, the way they write it. It's very, very creepy how, how uh, insidious it is, how, how, how sneakily good they are to do these things. If you're not aware of it, they can just state things in a way which, which, which uh, propel their narrative, okay? And don't really cover the entire truth. But anyway, so take this <clears throat> article with a grain of salt. <clears throat> Sorry. Let me take a sip of water here. Okay. <clears throat> this is what happens when you talk a lot. It's amazing. All day long, I have no problem. Then I start talking and, and I get verklempt. So the three lawmakers led a protest on the House floor last Thursday without being recognized. CNN affiliate WSMV reported using a bullhorn as demonstrators at the state capitol called on lawmakers to take action to prevent further gun violence. The protest came after three nine-year-olds and three adults were killed in that shooting. And here they finally mention it. They bury it in the story, the Covenant School, a private Christian school. So five paragraphs in, they mention the Christian school. Each was removed from their committee assignments following last year's demonstrations. So 
I don't. I, they keep on quoting this guy Jones and his and his uh, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King speech that he gave. That obviously is not his own thinking. Um, but what happened was they they basically <clears throat> stormed the Capitol, right? They did this big demonstration at the Capitol, and the problem is, as as the Republicans are saying, is that they it, it, the legislators shouldn't have been part of this uprising. Okay. The legislators should not have been, uh, you know, uh, part of this inspection that happened at the at the uh, at the Capitol there. So because of that, they're kicking them out, basically. OK, so if I can, let's see, the speaker, speaker of the House, Cameron Sexton, said the three Democrats actions are and always will be unacceptable and broke several rules of decorum and procedure on the House floor. So I'm guessing the representatives are not supposed to take part in these uh, mini insurrections, whatever the heck it was. Uh, and Sexton saying it really, in effect, those actions took away from the voices of the protesters because the legislators put the all of the um, attention on themselves because they wanted to get the attention. And so they are kicking them out. Okay, and once again, this vote wasn't close. It wasn't close. Now, all of a sudden, when this happens, you're seeing these Democrats and fake Democrats, you know, the ones who just became Democrats because they realized it was the thing to do uh, when Donald Trump was president, like the Lincoln Project. These people who were conservatives their entire fucking lives, people who go back generations of conservatives, all of a sudden they became, quote unquote, progressives right all of a sudden donald trump made them become progressives well they did it because the lincoln project and morons like that they did it because they saw that was the thing to do to get publicity and make money so they made money they carved out their own little niche their little you know um republican turned democrat because of trump niche uh and they've made a lot of money and they got a lot of popularity and a lot of attention, a lot of press over it, like like Joey, like little Joey Walsh, uh, who was this staunch conservative until Trump. Then he said, oh, oh, uh, I'm a nobody now. Nobody uh, talks about me anymore. And so I'll I'll be anti-Trump and that'll make me some money and get me some popularity on Twitter and maybe get me on CNN and MSNBC. So like those like guys like him. Guys like him, like Joe Walsh, who's all over my Twitter feed. I don't know why. I don't follow him. I don't want to follow him. And for some reason, he's all over my my. Does anyone know how that happens? How does someone you don't follow? You know what? I think this is Elon Musk's fault. I think I need to switch from. For some reason, Elon Musk thinks, or his algorithm thinks, that this is for me. Because, you know, there are those two sections now you could do for you or following. And I guess if you just do following, it's just the people you're following. But if you go on for you, which is like the kind of like the default, they want you to go on for you. Then it gives you all these feeds like Joe Walsh. I don't I don't want it. Why does he think why does Elon Musk think giving me heartburn is what I want? It should say heartburn for you at the top and then put Joe Walsh at the top of my feed. So I should move to following. And if I move to following, I don't see him anymore. Then I just see people like Jay Bhattacharya. Uh, yes. And uh, and Daniel, who's on here now. I see him. 
He's on here. DSB. What are you, Daniel? DSBIC. It's a very recognizable name, Daniel. Thank you. It's really, really clever. DSBIC, I think. So I'm seeing, okay, now I'm seeing Michael Sanger. All right, good. But Joe Walsh is one of them. He's one of them. Um, so now these people are going crazy. Oh, my God, these Republicans are fascists. This is fascism. This is not democracy. The same people. Wait a minute. This is because of a couple of legislators being expelled. It didn't bother them that people like Jacob Chansley got 10 to 15 months in prison for simply walking into the Capitol, being escorted around the Capitol by Capitol Police. That deserved 10 to 15 months in prison. And many of those people were treated like terrorists. They got kangaroo trials, if they got any trial at all, right? They were like convicted. No one even covered the trials. Nothing one could. It was just like to Guantanamo they go, okay? That's democracy. That's not authoritarianism. But God forbid you should expel. No one's putting these legislators in jail like Jacob Chansley and several others. And the guy who put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, where did he get life in prison? This is ridiculous. But that's okay. That's not authoritarianism. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It gets better. There's more. There's more. Like a late night infomercial commercial. There's war. But it's not authoritarianism. It's not fascism to prosecute your political opponents like Donald Trump. That's fine. So it's fine to put people like Jacob Chansley in prison for two years, prosecute Donald Trump on some flim flam uh, charge. That's okay. That's not authoritarianism. Right. You see that? That's not fascism. But my God, they expelled two Tennessee legislators. Oh my God. You see, the Democrats don't like it when you fight back. The bully doesn't like it when you punch him in the nose. They don't like it. They don't like it. The bully often is like, how could you do that? Only I'm allowed to punch you. You're not allowed to punch me back. But you see, you are Blanche. You are. And they can't take it when the Democrats fight back or the Republicans fight back. Democrats can't take it when Republicans give them some of their own medicine, basically, is what it comes back to. But that but you see, they're going to see more of that now. So too fucking bad. They're going to see more of that now. More fighting back. OK, more punching the bully in the nose. They're not going to like it. They're going to scream. They're going to scream. Their their suck ass friends at CNN and MSNBC and the liberal media are going to cry about it and write about it and make them look like bad people. Too bad. This is what's going to happen from now on. This is what's going to happen. So they should do more of this. They should expel more people. They should expel more Democrats. Because. They own Tennessee Republicans. So too bad. Too bad, Democrats. Democrats do a fucking dance when they get a judge in Wisconsin, right? So they, they, own, they own the Wisconsin Supreme Court. They love that. They do a dance. They pound their chests. But look, Republicans own the Tennessee legislature. So this is what happens. This, so this, we're, we're now in an age of we're not playing around anymore. We're not negotiating anymore. We're not getting together and doing a kumbaya. We're not getting together for lunches and sit-ins and trying to come up with a compromise. It's not the way it goes anymore. But the Democrats have started this precedent, okay? They did it with the January 6th bullshit. They did it with their Trump indictment bullshit. They keep doing it over and over again on any issue you can talk about. Any issue you can talk about. Right. They did it with covid. They called people who were right. They called those of us who were right. Uh, 
anti-vaccine lunatics, right? Tinfoil hat lunatics, anti-vaccine Trumpy Trumpers. They have no problem doing that. They don't want to talk. They want to negotiate. All right. They don't want to get to a, uh, I guess, the, the, a common understanding on things. They don't want that anymore. They want war. So they'll get it. They got it now. But this is what happens when you fight back. They cry. They cry about it. They cry. They're such incredible, disgusting, blatant hypocrites on every issue from A to Z. I've never seen – this is something I've never seen before. I've never seen this before. You know, there are times in the past when I'll say, okay, the Republicans are being, you know, uh, being hypocritical on this thing. You know, the Democrats are being hypocritical. But I've never seen one party now. One party is hypocritical on every issue you can imagine. Every issue you can imagine. Every day something happens where the Democrats are hypocrites. And that's what really just was so glaring with this Tennessee legislature thing is that and this is the game the Democrats play lately also. They'll do something really bad, like put people in jail or indict a president. And when you do something that's a milk compared to that, like expel a couple of Tennessee state legislatures, who gives a shit? Oh, my God, it's the worst thing you could do. You're so fascists. You're fascist. It's like if we kill you, we're not fascist. If you slap us on the wrist, you're a fascist authoritarian dictator. This is the, basically the way they think these days. This is what they say. But it's gotten to the point now where we just have to fight back, fight back, say, OK, you want it this way. This is the way it's going to be. You want to put people in prison for getting escorted around the Capitol for a couple of hours. Then we're going to expel your state representatives. OK, you want to indict a former president on a bullshit charge to destroy your political enemies. Then we're going to start doing that to your presidents and your politicians. That's what we're going to start doing. And you started the fire, baby. Go go listen to the Billy Joel song. You started the fire. We didn't start the fire on this one. You did. And now you reap what you sow. And so it's so funny, though. It's, it's infuriating, but it's also funny just to watch them just screaming and crying like children, calling Republicans fascists for expelling a couple of state legislators. After all they have done with January 6th and Trump in the last three years in COVID, are they kidding me? Really? Are you kidding me? Ugh. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just incredible. It really is. It really is. There was another story. Uh, Daniel can remind me of the facts of it, where it's this um, 13-year-old kid in Florida who had written some – if I'm getting this right, I didn't read the whole story – some kind of – a manifesto or a meme, a meme where he said he was going to go to the school, shoot and kill everyone. So what are liberals always saying, right? Liberals, they, they don't want guns. They say, okay, but in, in lieu of guns, let's uh, look out for little, little messages that tell us people are about to do something bad, right? Don't they say that all the time? But take, take away all the guns, okay? And what, what, what we should do Instead of having a gun to defend yourself, instead of putting someone at the school to defend children, 
from crazy people. Let's just uh, look for signs, look for signs early on to find some before someone does something bad. So this kid was doing these crazy memes about shooting up a school. And I think DeSantis went after him and there was an arrest. Now, not only was the kid arrested, but like the, the Fakakta parent brought them to jail. They like escorted them to jail. And <laughs> the whole family is kind of nuts if you read the story. But now they're calling Ron DeSantis an authoritarian for going after this 13-year-old who was threatening to shoot up in a school from the same people who say, oh, but that's the way you stop school shootings. You, um, you have to catch these early signs. You have to catch these early signs. Lock the fucking kid up in an insane asylum. If he's writing this crap at 13, what is he going to do at 18? But see, this is the game they play. This is the game they play. Everything they do that's awful and fascist and authoritarian and dictatorial is fine. Right? Anytime the quote-unquote other side does something that's not even you know, 0.01% as bad as they do, they call it authoritarian. They call it fascist. But this is basically what they have said. We need to find these early signs. If you Wait a minute. It, but believe me, it was liberals that came up with, if you, if you see something, say something. That's a very liberal thing. If you see it, say something, whatever that means. But I guess, you know, a 13-year-old writing in a meme about killing people in the school in the year 2023 is not a sign. It's not enough of a sign to go after the kid, to stop the kid. We should just wait till he does it. Then liberals can complain that it's guns. The issue is guns. The problem is guns. That's the problem. Guns, guns, and more guns. That's the only problem. The only problem in the world is guns. Take away guns and all the world's problems go away. Take away guns. Just let the military have guns. Just let the governments have guns. Just like the bad guys have guns. Just let the criminals have guns. Just let the killers have guns. Just have the just let the crazy people have guns. Everyone else take their guns away, and everything will be fine. This is what these people really believe. This is how dangerous they are. I mean, they're incredibly dangerous. Their thinking is dangerous. Their thinking gets us killed. Their thinking gets us killed. Whether it's guns, whether it's about guns, whether it's about a a, a cold, whether it's about anything, everything they do gets us killed. Everything they do, which in their sick, twisted minds, they believe is going to save people, ends up killing people. Everything. Everything. Their, their gun control measures, their uh, wanting an assault weapons ban, their uh, COVID policies, everything they have done, everything the left does kills people. They're incredibly dangerous. That's another thing that I think has changed. I could be wrong. Maybe I was just blind. But this has really changed about the Democrats and the left. I think, Daniel, this has changed about the Democrats and the left, right? Was it was it like this 20 years ago? Were we both blind? No, it is an upside-down world right now. It's, uh, yeah, they, they have abandoned every single principle that they, that they uh, stood for over the last 50 years to get, to get Trump. Um, and they're not looking back. Um, the really weird thing about that story that you're just talking about the uh, yeah. the boy, yeah, um, the, the boy that was was arrested. Um, DeSantis had nothing to do with that. That was just law enforcement going about their their daily business. The weird thing about it was um, the mother. Uh, the, the mother was this woman, um, uh, Rebecca Rebecca Jones. I think if I remember the name correctly. 
Yeah. She was, and, and I, I recognized her immediately um, when, when this when this story came out um, late last night. Um, she was the woman that accused DeSantis of um, uh, manipulating uh, COVID death data, which was totally total bullshit. Um, she was just a woman trying to exploit exploit social media. Basically, it looked like her scheme was to um, get fired from the department that she worked for that was partially in charge of, of, of tabulating uh, um, some of this epidemiological information. Mm-hmm. Her scheme seemed to be to get fired from that position, then claim that uh, she was fired and she was a whistleblower and that she was fired for um, uh, blowing the whistle on DeSantis, uh, interference with uh, COVID death tally numbers. Um, and and then from that, she was going to set up a GoFundMe, which she did, and try to uh, just get real in all kinds of uh, oh, donations. Oh, let me just, uh, let me, okay, I pulled up, the, you. thank you, by the way, for sending me the, the link on Red State. But, okay, what the DeSantis thing was that the press lit up with accusations that Rosantis had forcibly arrested her son because oh, yeah. of that, right? Yeah, so yeah, they're saying that, that, but but the kid had written these crazy memes and the police arrested him for that. Exactly. Yeah, okay. DeSantis had nothing to do okay. with this. this is just yeah, I, just to get, I wanted to get that straight. But this is, but yeah, but this is what the mother, Becca Jones, um, said about, she was, she was split, spreading this rumor on, on okay. Twitter that um, that the um, police forcibly took her son away from her, and then and then the police re- released the uh, video showing her bringing her son in because they were going to char- they were going they were investigating him, and yeah, the kid seems to be as psycho as his mother, and this whole family is just really messed up, and that is just what is so bizarre about that story today is just from so many angles, there were so many really messed up people. And I mean, really messed up people in, involved in that story. Uh, yeah. Um, that's, that's as much as I want to say about that. One other thing I want to point out. Rebecca Jones is her name, by the way. That's yeah. her name. Rebecca, yeah. Rebecca Jones. Yeah. So that's right. So basically the 13 year old was arrested. Okay. For these crazy memes in which she said he was basically going to shoot a school up, right? Yep. And uh, and then she said, "Oh no, this horrible Ron DeSantis who doesn't like me, right? Because I've written some things about him, you know. But the COVID stuff did this for revenge. That's really the idea behind it, right? Yeah, that's what yeah, she was okay. trying to sell. Right. Um, some media um, picked it up, bought it, and, of course, and ran that and ran mm-hmm. that as though it was the headline, but but within. Their reporting, they were actually critical of 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 this of her and her claims, but the headlines weren't showing that. So it's typical kind of a CNN behavior, right, <laughs> right, right, right. And um, so so anyway, the other t- the other thing I want to um, mention, which I thought was um, uh, fun, um, was there is a uh, there is a um, study released in uh, Frontiers. Um, journal Frontiers of uh, Public Health, um, and it's uh, it, yesterday, April 5th, titled Physiometabolic and Clinical Consequences of Wearing Face Mask, a Systematic Review of mm-hmm. Analysis of Comprehensive and a Comprehensive Evaluation. It's raising a meta-study 
Um, they pulled like 2,168 studies on adverse medical mask effects, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they came up, there's a whole bunch of conclusions, a whole bunch of conclusions which range from decreases in partial pressure of oxygen, um, uh, decreases in ventilation, increased blood CO2, increased systolic blood pressure, blah, 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 in the uh, discussion. Uh, section of the um, abstract, it, uh, which is what I'm looking at right now. It says, mask interfered with OT uptake, CO2 release, compromised respiratory compensation. Though evaluated wearing during, oh, no. though evaluated wearing durations are shorter than daily prolonged use, outcomes independently validate mask-induced exhaustion syndrome, a downstream physiometabolic dysfunction, and downstream, man, I'm really stumbling, and downstream physiometabolic dysfunctions. Um, mask-induced exhaustion syndrome can have long-term clinical consequences, especially for vulnerable groups. So far, several mask-related symptoms may have been misrepresented as long COVID symptoms. <laughs> what a shock. Wow. Yeah, and then in in in, in the conclusions in the abstract, um, face mask side effects must be assessed um, against the available evidence of their effectiveness effectiveness against viral transmission. In the absence of strong empirical evidence of effectiveness, mask wearing should not be mandated, let alone enforced by law. So, so, so here are all these claims that I mean people were saying all along. You know, hey. It's not like these masks don't have um, physical consequences, and, right. and the people were, people were saying, "Oh, that's not true. That's not true." Well, there was two thousand one hundred and sixty-eight studies <laughs> done on the consequences of masks. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. And, and the follow of the science crew was pretending as though there wasn't a single one. The whole and time. did you hear? And did you hear Fauci? What his big regret is? You know what the big regret is? That he didn't regret. He didn't call for masking earlier. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the re- that's the one regret he gets out of what he did over the last three years. That he should have suggested masks earlier instead of saying back in February that masks did nothing. Yeah, well, he's not telling you why because his his whole reason for suggesting masks ever was to create hysteria. His whole re- reason for suggesting masks ever were basically. Um, he formulated reason for that in, in his um, emails to Colin that were exposed by the Missouri versus Biden case, um, which is still going on. Um, and, and in that email, he said that he thought uh, uh, Americans weren't sufficiently concerned mm. about this. So he was out to scare people. And that's what the whole that's what the, he, he's he is when he says that he wish he, he would have done it, done it earlier. Um, what he's basically he's not telling you why. But that is the reason. That's the only reason he's given so far is because he wanted people to be more fearful. And that's the only that's the only thing that they ever did. The only thing that they ever did was promote and propagate fear. And um, and, and it was and it's just it is and, and, and precipitated the worst crime against uh, human beings worldwide ever committed, which was locking us down and forcing us um, to get uh, vaccinations. Hey, uh, Daniel, I hear the latest is there's a fungus among us. There's a fungus. There's always fungi among us. Um, <laughs> yes. yeah. The, the fungi, fungi are everywhere. Um, they, they mostly people that um, are dr- IV drug users and people that are immunocompromised are the ones yeah. that are, are most bothered well, by I, it. I, I read a normal. 
Yeah, I, I read a report that there was a fungus in southern Nevada. So I'm wondering, is it at the craft table or the blackjack table? <laughs> I can't yeah. figure out which one. <laughs> oh, yeah, my goodness. Um, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the media, especially local media, and I don't know what it is about local media, they, they love microscopic pathogens. They love reporting on them. The, the, I mean, they, they just absolutely adore... Um, getting a petri dish and going around and swing doorknobs. They do this like at least twice a year. There's a story on every local oh, news that's station. A, that's actually where they'll go around job. and they'll swab something and they'll grow that's... something on a petri dish and then they'll start trying to create some alarm. They have been doing this for 50 years. I know. I know. That's a and, great and, job. And why is I'm a local a, news? Hey, I'm a, I'm a, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Daniel. You're saying they're doorknob polishers? Is that what you're saying? Huh. <laughs> they're all knobs is what they are. Is that their job? Knob polishers? Yeah, they're, 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 they're knob jobs. Yeah. <laughs> knob jobs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, give me a good knob job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You have to laugh or you cry, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that story about that, that 13 year old kid. You, you know, you can look at it and, and, and his mother. It's just. The, the number of angles you could look at that story and how it was reported on is just so freaking twisted and so demonstrative of how screwed up not only media is, but our politics are and, um, and, and our ability to address and how dysfunctional our ability to address real issues are in this country. It is just, there's just so many angles. And, I'm not, and, I, and I've only mentioned three, but just if you just... Oh, I, I wish I could. Some, someone reviewed the, the story today. I'm wish I could remember where it was reviewed, but it was a, a great review of how many, how crazy it was from so many dimensions. Yeah. And how rapidly it developed. I mean, we're talking between last night at this time to, to, to now, how crazy that story got and how many people just picked it up and just so called journalists just ran with this mother's tweets as though they were I know. verified. By, I know. By, by multiple but, sources. <laughs> but Daniel, as I said, but this is the same liberal press who's constantly saying, writing these columns after these shootings, if only we had signs, if only people saw signs early on that would have stopped this from happening, then we actually see signs in this per in this kid. He's arrested for it, and it's DeSantis's fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and did, and did you see the the um the other story? Um about the um, uh, the kid that uh, the transgender kid that um, um, let me let me see if I can pull this up quickly. Is he part of the community? What's that? Yeah, I said, is yeah, he part yeah, of the community? Yeah, another yeah. another community member. Yeah, yeah another community. <laughs> another community with yeah. a community manifesto. Um, so, so, so this this just trans. Um, I was reading. That. I was reading that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is a female. That uh, thinks thinks he's a dude, and um, she's written this manifesto that de details uh, plans to carry out multiple Colorado sp uh, Spring school shootings. Colorado Spring, remember? Remember mm -hmm. that that, that yeah. name is famous for for um, school shootings. I know. Um, city, um, and, and um, yeah, another uh, trans person. Um, to and and here we go. I mean, you're asking the other night uh, about. Um, 
uh, is is there um, past historical um, uh, not not evidence, but past historical events, historical instances of when uh, uh, young women um, have have shot up or, or committed acts of violence that were on hormones. Now, now we don't know whether this person or or the the one um, which which her name Hale, um, we don't know at this point whether they were on hormones or not. But it, from their behavior and listening to the description of both of their behavior, sure sounds like it to me. And well, if, if I, if I wanted their... to stop shootings, I would say let's look for common denominators between these shooters and let's talk about these things, right? So if, you're, if you really want to get at the, the root cause of this and you want to stop these things and you don't want just these easy knee-jerk left-wing virtue signaling bullshit they always talk about when it comes to guns, then you would say, okay, why don't we at least have a, the left loves the word conversation, right? Let's have a conversation about these drugs. Let's have a conversation about these drugs, but they don't want to do that, Daniel. And you know why. Yeah. So here we go. Within a matter of days, we have one, one trans um, former student shooting up a, a Christian school and another one plotting to, and is now being charged with attempted murder. But once again, it needs to be made clear. I think you and I have made this clear. I've certainly made this clear, but I'll do it again. This is not about, although the left will want to make it this, it's not about going after the trans community. It's not saying that like trans people are are psychopathic murderers. It's saying what you and I are trying to say here are these drugs, these hormones, this testosterone. Exactly. These, these things could lead people to do this stuff. Okay. Yeah. We're saying don't fuck with these young kids' lives. These are the consequences of mutilating right. these exactly. children. Exactly. Exactly. Or medically. These are the consequences. Stop it. Yep. I agree. Huh? Yeah. You're 100% right. And and, with, and that's the, my high point. So I am signing off. You uh, always leave on the high point. Always. That, yep. Yeah. Always. Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, Seinfeld I'm glad you recognize your own high point. That's good. Yep. That's good. All right. All right. Thanks, Daniel. I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, well, let me just read a little bit of what this kid, let me re recap, recap. I see you there, Karthik. I'll get to you. I know you want to ask me what I talked about, so I'll just talk about it, okay? So this 13-year-old kid made these threats, okay? And this was uh, the Santa Rosa <clears throat> Sheriff's Office alleged, this is Florida, that 13-year-old made repeated threats to shoot up Holly Navarre Middle School and to stab students who angered him. Investigators interviewed multiple students who spoke with the teenager, as well as those who saw messages he posted on social media. In the messages to his friends, the teenager made the following statements, among others. Here are four statements he made. I want to shoot up the school. He said that. He also said, if I get a gun, I'm going to shoot up. And I, I can't read what this says. Something of like him, him, hims, 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 LOL. He also said, I'm getting a wrath and natural selection shirt. So maybe, but I don't think many people know what the Columbine shooters look like. He said that. And he also said, okay, so it's been like three or four weeks since I got on my new antidepressants and they aren't working, but they're supposed to by now. So I have no hope in getting better. So why not kill the losers at school? This is what this kid said. The teenager told one of his friends that he planned to show up to school the Thursday before spring break, but there were too many things going on, so he postponed it until March 31st. So that's why this kid was arrested and should have been arrested, and this kid needs 
a ton of help, and his mother needs a ton of help, and the media, who tried to make this Ron DeSantis' fault, they need a ton of help and new jobs. Hey, Karthik, what's going on? How's it going? Hello there, Mike. Oh, they, they, hello there, Karthik. How's it going tonight? I want to correct my... Sorry, not correct you. You know, I need to defend myself. You said I usually say I come on your show and ask what you talk about. That is not true. For the most part, I say that at the end. And at the beginning, I usually say what's on your mind. Oh, so that is a okay. Grave, you know, I can't it's, call it... It's what's on your mind at the beginning and what yeah, you know, Mike, I can't tolerate the this grave of misinformation and disinformation that the press like I have an idea, Karthik. Karthik, I have an idea. If you just simply listen to the show, you would know exactly what I'm going to talk about and exactly what I've already talked about. What a great idea. Mike, it's called calling, man. It's not called listening. <laughs> or as I said, talk talk in. That's why I want calls because it's called call in. Not Mike, well, Mike speaks okay. in. Not Mike speaks into a phone in. It's call in. <laughs> so. Dude, okay, I don't understand. Why is your show at 11 p.m. Eastern? Sorry, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. You know, why don't you have it at like I don't know, six or seven I've or eight that before? But I don't think that I don't think it actually works because let's put it this way: there's less competition this late. If you go on yeah, like it's also five, six, a seven, lot more people sleeping though. What? There's a lot more. There's also a lot more people sleeping at this yeah, time. Yeah, but there too. are night owls. Look at Bill. Bill gets up to go to the bathroom and turns on the show. <laughs> so that's come on, Daniel. Daniel doesn't sleep. Daniel is out walking the streets at one in the morning. That's what he does. That's what I. By the way, do you think it's creepy that I know the lives of all of my listeners? Oh, I, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> well, some people are more open than others, I guess. Uh, it's probably because they well, shared it, not because. Do you, what kind of what kind of what kind of hours check. do you keep, Karthik? What kind of hours do you? Um, keep? Well, I try to sleep soon after I talk to you, but if I don't talk to you, I probably already slept. Um, so, but after um, you talk to me, you're so like hyped up, your heart's going. So you, really yeah, no, I, I I try to calm down. You know, uh, I try to do uh, meditation. You know, uh, do you? Yeah. Really? I, yeah. I can't do that. I can't do meditation. Every time I try, I think about too many things. Well, okay, you know? I'll say the thing about meditation. Okay, the hardest part is in the beginning. It's actually, for me, it's easier to go, this is going to be 10, 15 minutes than it is to go five minutes. Because yeah. the hardest part is in the beginning. Um, and the thing is, okay, so I know, this was true for me. I, I, I know a lot of times the hardest part of meditation is that, um, like, I guess, like, removing all the like, the thoughts you have in your mind from your day or your week Correct. or work or stress right. or whatever. Right. From what I've learned, um, that's the that's very natural, and, and you shouldn't try to force those thoughts to go away. I believe uh-huh. it's based – and also, I've learned this from experts, too. Um, it's it's best – and I'll tell you, because, because, because this expert you'll probably like, I know. Um, from what I've read and, you know, from others, Obviously, you know, stress and all those negative aspects of our life are all natural. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do is let, let those thoughts come and then let let them go. So it's kind of like, um, what's the best? I'm trying to think of a good metaphor. But, um, fuck, I can't think of a good metaphor right now. Okay, but anyway, so the, so the person I learned this from is Novak Djokovic. Really? Yeah, I'm a huge tennis fan. I've been... For about fifteen years, and and so uh, and so, I'm I'm guessing you've heard of him because of the, the coronavirus stuff, obviously. Do you think he meditated when they didn't let him play? 
Was that part of his? No, no, no. But he's been no. But he's been doing meditation for many years, and he has oh, okay. the record for being number one in the world. He's, oh, yeah, he's been nice. number one for about four hundred weeks. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, eight years or so. Yeah. Um, and, and they let they let all of the illegal immigrants in, but they won't let him play. Okay. Uh, well, well, that's, well, that's obviously know. for pharmaceutical reasons, you know, because Pfizer, Moderna, and stuff they control the yeah, country. Yeah, you know? of course, of course, and uh, and it's and it's big publicity, fun. of course. Yeah, right. Yeah, but okay. So I'm trying to think of a good metaphor for the meditation stick I just told you. Okay, it it's kind of like honestly, this isn't great. All right, Wait, but it's kind of like taking out the trash. You know, yeah, it's very nice. I'm trying. Okay. I, I, I heard this great metaphor for meditation once, actually from Novak Djokovic, and it's something about to do with water. If, if I think of it, I'll, um, uh, you know, if I, if I think of it, I'll, I'll talk about it sure. next time. But anyway. But like, so, but wait a minute. So like, if I, if I close my eyes right now, I'm closing my eyes right now and I'm trying to think, and, and the first thing that comes into mind would be like, well, I'm trying to relax, but I'm like, Karthik really pissed me off with that call. Oh, Damn, God. Karthik pissed me off with that call. How do I get that in my head? How do I get that out of there? Well, I would say, you know, think about it for maybe a few seconds, you know, no more than 10 or whatever, five, 10 seconds. Yeah. But then let it go and just remember <laughs> that go. that your well-being and your goals whether are the most important, you know? I see. For, okay. for at least for those two, five, whatever minutes, 10 minutes, let's say. Um, remember that the world is kind of your oyster, you know, and kind of just imagine that you, uh, it sounds kind of selfish, but remember, just kind of imagine that you are the only thing that matters. Okay. And, 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 and you're using meditation for whatever goals you have, whether it's career goals or personal goals or, you know, or, 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 or whatever your motivation is, you know, just focus do you, do on you get, do you do that thing where you, you cross your legs and you sit in that position or does that not matter really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's supposed to be reasons for it, but I just do it just because that's what I'm used to, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, right. But it's definitely tougher to do meditation, I guess, when you're standing or running, obviously. I would think so. Yeah, so just relax, get in a relaxed position, basically. Yeah. That's and, the idea. Um, get into it. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh okay, ha- have you ever heard, have you ever seen Quantum of Solace? I know the name. What is it? Is that a show? Okay, so Quantum of Solace was Daniel Craig's second James Bond movie. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, yes. I know, I know the at, title. I don't, you know what? I have not. I've been a little remiss on seeing the latest James Bond. That's fine. Nothing wrong with it. Well, I like Daniel but, Craig. I think he's great. He's a Daniel Craig fan because of James I, I love all of his Daniel Bond movies. But anyway, so there's a scene in it where he, as James Bond, he, there's a quote from which I love. And, and I, I think this quote can be applied to many uh problems or challenges you people have in their life mm-hmm. and the quote is um uh so and so he says this to to the bond girl because because the bond girl is about is, is gonna try to kill this bad guy mm-hmm. um that uh uh raped her mom and sister but anyway so it's not a sad moment but anyway so the the, the words he says to her is uh Take a deep breath. Uh, you only need one shot. Make it count. And so take I, a deep I, I breath. Think, you only got one shot. No, no. Make it's it uh, take a deep breath. You only need one shot. You only need one shot. Make it count. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I think that uh, quote can be applied to many challenges in life. So whenever I have a, whenever I guess I'm nervous or have a trouble, you know, I, I always try to um, remember that uh, quote. And then you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Oh, okay. That's it. I like that. That's a good quote. 
There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. It sounds it sounds reasonable. It sounds reasonable. Maybe I should do uh, meditation. Maybe if I did like a little meditation and a mantra to think about before I come on the air, I would not be so mad. Maybe I'd be calmer. It's yeah. It is. It's not you easy. know what? Um, do you remember that uh, quote um, I told you about meditation? Yes. Or no, I mean the quote I said, I'm going to tell you about it in the future. Um, yes. I just remembered where I can find it. So after I'm done talking to you, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll write it down. But anyway, so uh, what's on your mind today, man? <laughs> what I've been talking about here. You know, I've been talking about the Tennessee House of Representatives and expelling the, the Democrats. And I talked about that crazy kid who, you know, the 13-year-old who wrote those horrible things about shooting the school up. You know, and uh, and just the usual hypocrisies of the day from the left. Okay, I you know. see. You know, it's, so- it's 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 kind of sad that they the, the Democrats. You, you and I talk about Democrats and Republicans all the time, but I'll tell you one thing that's definitely true, and that's the Democrats have gotten much better at like being the being the dominant, the dominant ones, the the alpha, the being the bully, winning, winning. You know, and I think now when they get a little bit of pushback. I guess that's the theme of the, the first hour of the show is when they get a little bit of pushback, they, they, they cry about it. They don't like it. They cry, they cry foul, you know, and I think what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You know, I like that saying what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So uh, I guess that's maybe true to an extent, because like I said, yesterday, the uh, Republicans fear their voters while the uh, Democrats don't. Uh, and then when politicians aren't scared, it's, tyranny and obviously tyrants don't want to be challenged um in uh in any way so mm-hmm. you know if, if if in your mind everything's going great and some people are challenging you you know um why would you you know be mad right i mean sorry yeah. why because i'm sorry let me i think i said that wrong if you think everything's perfect but somebody else is mad like you can't possibly understand mm-hmm. why they're yeah. mad yeah, um, yeah, I know that that the Democrats I think have won maybe like the last five of six or six of seven popular votes in the election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. H.W. Well, the two times the Republican won the Electoral College, it was they lost the popular vote, right? It didn't, yeah, that's it hasn't what I'm worked. saying. Yeah, last, it hasn't worked the other six way around. Six or seven yet. or whatever. Yeah, um, it hasn't worked the other way around yet, but it won't because of the dynamics of the country, because of big cities like New York and L.A., which have so many Democrats. You know, you know, I, I've talked about how Hillary won the popular vote by 3 million, but that yeah, 3 million points. was mostly from your area, Southern California, Los Angeles. If you took them out of the equation, it would be almost a tie. So but that's the dynamics that the Democrats have in their favor with popular vote, which is why Republicans rightfully would never agree to get rid of electoral college because the, the major cities, Chicago, New York, LA are all, 90 percent democrat oh uh, well it's it's uh it's very much it's not I, I don't think it's just one party it's very much both because the uh democrats know that they need the electoral college to to scare the shit out of people you know because both 2000 2016 they acted like oh my gosh electoral college is horrible blah 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 but of course they did jack shit you know whether when obama had a supermajority, they did jack shit so and, and then they always use electoral college to scare people into voting for their horrible candidates, whether it's Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton or whoever. Yeah, so, I mean, so both parties use it to their advantage for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the stupid thing about talking about it is that it might be fun conversation to have, 
but it's never going to change. It's 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 really set and it's it's nearly impossible. You need what three quarters of the states? It's not going to happen. So since it's never going to happen, why do we talk about things that are never going to happen? We do, don't we? We talk about things that are never going to happen. It's kind of like a it's kind of like an insane thing to do. I mean, I'm I'm guilty also. Like you know, the electoral college going away, like the reparations happening. All these things are never actually going to happen. So why do we, Classic, maybe have some psychological insight into why we talk about things that are just never going to happen? Um, yeah, I have some thoughts on this. So in America, we're a deeply, deeply and serious people, you know? We don't really care about the issues, and that's, um, you could say that's um, partly of our high, hyper-capitalist nature in America. Yeah. We're all obsessed with just uh, shit, shit, shitting on each other and just trying to, and uh, no, no, nobody wants to solve the problems, you know? They they just don't want the problems to affect them particularly. Yeah, it's uh, individualistic nature or whatever. You know, you can say, and, and the person that makes fifty thousand would rather shit on the person making thirty thousand rather than somebody making thirty million or fifty million or whatever. You know, so and it's all about you know uh, owning the liberals or owning the Trumpers or whatever. You know, and uh, and you know, so we're not, nothing's ever going to get done because we're too busy shitting on ourselves and. And it's a little different in other countries, or many countries probably, but but the left um, in America has a very PMC mindset, you know, where they care more about how how many people of color are on a corporate board or whatever, you know, rather than uh, healthcare or poverty or you know you know the things I've mentioned before many yeah. times. I think we've. I I think my feeling is we talk about things that are never going to happen because it fills up space. You know, it really does. It it fills up airtime. I mean, it does. There are only so many issues you can talk about. I mean, I, I kid about you coming on and saying, what are you going to talk about? What have you talked about? But there's only so many things you can talk about. You know, I mean, yeah, I could do music trivia, movie trivia. I could go into, you know, into more like cultural stuff. You know, I could do that, too. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a renaissance man, Karthik, so I can talk about a lot of things. But really, when it comes down to things that a lot of people care about, it's, a, you know, there's only so many things you can talk about. <laughs> You know, so we, we bring up a lot of the same things again, don't we? Things come around. They come around. Find, they come I got something different. Okay, did you hear that uh, Brazil is going to trade in China in, in the uh, in the uh, yuan now? No, no. You didn't hear no. about this, Mike? Oh, is this a oh, way? Is this is this part of the devaluing of the American dollar? Yeah, and the petrodollar. Yeah. That's all connected. Right. Yeah, right. Yes. I yeah, and, and now it's going to be uh, this. Obviously, I guess this is better for people around the world, but it's not good for us, you know? What are the consequences of the devaluing of the American dollar? Well, okay, the fact that, okay, so I read about approximately about 8% of all global trade um, is done in the dollar, you know, just because it's good because we're such a, like a, a, a globalized economy nowadays, you know, in the 21st century. And because they're gonna, Brazil's trying to be trading the Chinese currency, it's, it's only going to strengthen their currency and weaken us. And with less and less countries using the dollar, that's going to make it very hard to pressure people and sanction countries, you know? Because pretty much now we're, we're the bully of the world, as you know. Mm-hmm. But if the dollar is a lot weaker, which it seems like it's going to be the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years, me and you, well, not me and you, but, you know, uh, the, the, the economy, you know, and the oligarchs are going to be a lot weaker. Right. And yeah, that's right now, what our, our dollar is used to be on gold, but now it's really just the petrodollar. Yeah. 
Um, but now that, that's going away too, because Saudi Arabia is oh. getting very friendly with other countries that want to trade buy oil in their currency and not there, the dollar. There, there are two sides of me. There's, there's always there's been the one side who's always thought, you know, what if these major powers other than us, like China, Russia, maybe you could throw in what you could throw in Iran. What if they all got together and said, you know what, Brazil, we're, we're tired of this fucking United States. We're tired of them. Let's just get together and destroy them one way or another. You know, well, that, that's obviously, kind of obviously, now, you know, what I'm saying that's, is I've, I've, I've always thought is. about that, you know, but then there's the, uh, you know, American freedom jingoistic side of me, which is like, oh, fuck them. We're going to do that's them. all bullshit. Like, you know, that, that, that that's all marketing done by Hollywood and, you know, politicians and stuff, all that. Nobody can really explain this why we're the best. It's all it's all just a feeling. You know, it's, it's kind of like uh, like a cultish religion. It's all about faith. Mm. Not evidence. Because um, the only thing we're good in is, like, I guess, nonstop wars, you know, and making bombs. <laughs> That's kind of the only thing that we make in America anymore. It's just tanks and bombs and missiles and whatever. Um, That's, yeah, of course. But there is obviously this growing dread uh, that China and Russia are getting together now, you know. Yeah, and, they're very and, much uh, united, right. You know, and they're going to be aligned, and all that, all, all that, you know, uh, heartache that would cause the U.S. But I, I would think it would have been a fait accompli. At some point, it was going to happen. You know, at some at some point, when you keep on, and I don't like China. I don't like the Chinese Communist Party. I don't like what they did during COVID. I don't like any communist government that tells you what to do and how to do it. But yeah, as we said, we're we're both against uh, lockdowns. But China, I'm pretty sure no, no. they didn't have any vaccine mandates. What? Well, China had, had a lockdown. very shitty vaccine. They had a very shitty vaccine. Yeah, well, that was isn't even that good? They didn't mandate it then. Isn't that good? They did, but they did lockdowns. They locked yeah, everyone down. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just trying yeah. to. Say that I say that one thing they're bad, but one thing they're good. That's all. Yeah, but their lockdowns were a million times worse than yeah. ours. I mean, people like Fauci yeah, we, uh, wanted us we, to we agree. like that. You know, people like Fauci wanted the 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 police in white jackets, like they had in China, and these hazmat suits, grabbing people and throwing them into their yeah, apartments. I'm, I'm and locking them in. We have a uh, China or uh, Australian uh, lockdown. Yeah, but, you know, they couldn't do that here because people have guns here, which is why they don't want the people to have guns. People in China don't have guns, so they can be bullied uh, by the yeah, police. But, the dude, man, the, the, the government's always going to have more guns. And it's not like our guns have ever prevented the government from taking away our rights or liberties, you know? There is deterrence because maybe not in the Chinese Communist Party. Maybe their mindset's different, like in North Korea. But here, the American soldiers are very – they're very they're independent thinkers. They're Americans. They're regular, they're regular boys and girls. And I they guess, do but... care. Well, no, they care about their lives, and they also care about their family and being with their family, not being killed. And they also care about the American way of life and freedom. So all that really plays into not being able to do here what they do in places like China. Sure, and North but Korea. Mike... that's a good boy. But but I don't I don't want to get off track. All they want to say. Well, oh, all is... I'm saying is that, is that the government already took all your rights away. You know, through through the Patriot yeah, I, Act, I understand and shit like that. But... And and if they wanted to, right now they could. If uh, they, they could call us a terrorist and, and under the uh, uh, NDAA Act of 2012, they could um, put me and you in jail indefinitely because they called us terrorists. And, and also they could prevent us from leaving the country through uh, uh, the uh, no-fly list. And also um, uh, it, uh, any bank could also freeze our bank accounts, you know. So we'd be poor or not well, poor, bankrupt. We saw that fascism in, uh, in Canada with Trudeau. 
with, yeah. the, with, the, with the truckers, with the Canadian truckers. Yeah, that's what I just said. But, that's uh, what but I'm I saying. Get back... our, our guns aren't protecting us from tyranny or whatever. Right, but I want to get back to my original point. I want to get back to my original point, which was that this constant talking and demonizing of China and Russia that a lot of people do here on both sides of the aisle eventually was going to come around to hurt us, right? When you're constantly telling people you're evil, I hate you, we're, you're terrible, we're better than you, <laughs> at some point, they're going to say, up yours, man. We're going to get together with another powerful person and we're going to take you out, you know, and we're getting kind of to that point here with China and Russia. Now, of course, with nuclear weapons, it's not going to get there because everyone loses. But there's economic stuff, like you've said, with the dollar, too. Right. There's economic stuff that can happen that can really squeeze us here. And, and they and they may follow through with it. Yeah, that's what I care a lot more about, because um, obviously, because empires don't fall, you know, immediately. They fall, you know, over time, you know, whether it's the Roman Empire, the British Empire, or the American Empire now. And I don't think good times are happy for, I mean, good times are coming. I think, like, just like how we had inflation recently, we still yeah. do. I, I think it's going to be much, much worse. Um, uh, and one, and I, I guess to a certain extent, because the dollar is a reserve currency, you know, that kind of improves our quality of life because, because, because it doesn't matter how much trillions of debt or whatever we have. We know that our money is going to be accepted. Um, and, and obviously we can just print um, however trillions we want also. But if the dollar is in the reserve currency and we're not the global superpower, you know, that may not be true. And, you know, states are going to have to cut services like, you know, unemployment services, you know, or food stamps or uh, Medicaid or jobs obviously are going to be cut, you know. So uh, it's not good, man. And no, it's not, you know, because it's because not all because uh, Saudi Arabia and Russia, you know, are uniting. You know that that could jack up oil prices. So who knows? Oil could go six, seven, eight, nine, whatever, ten dollars. You know. Yeah. So um uh yeah well whenever the empire falls you know I guess you could say it's good for other countries. You know, you know there's something about but it's not good for the people like yeah. me and you. Hopefully it'll be good in the long term, but in the short term I... it'll be gonna be horrible. I find economic stuff so boring for some reason. Do you I, find that I, I think it's very important. No, I, I have a degree in econ. Well, there you go. Well, you have a degree. In it. So you submerge yourself in it. Submerge yourself in it. I, I, I don't know. Something about ec- economic stuff that just makes my eyes glaze over. You know, it's numbers. Maybe if I had more money, I'd like, I'd like num- big numbers better. <laughs> That's why I don't like big numbers. You know, but it's, I don't know. There's something about economic policies and stuff and economic talk about economics i get it obviously i know it's important it affects all of our lives but i don't know it is it's i don't find it very sexy you find economic sexy karthik um well i i guess it depends on what you mean by sexy but i think it's very important you know what i mean by sexy but very exciting to talk about you like you think it's exciting to talk about yeah i mean i honestly don't care much about culture was i think you know trans shit or whatever pronouns or any of oh uh, those really important things come on no <laughs> i think it's all no that, that it's they're they're meant to distract you on purpose you know yeah that's why and also the establishment does distractions very well because they act like um you know uh because because nike always loves to talk about how they're all diverse and have diverse mm. whatever but at the same time they have uh uh, uh slave sorry not not slave markets but uh uh, sweatshop and you know conditions for their workers overseas, you know. Well, uh, the so same, it's all bullshit. Double standard that goes for Disney, who's always talking about those oh, same no, okay, first thing things. Not, there are ships. There yeah. are ships to go to countries 
which have horrible <laughs> human rights, you know, yeah, uh, atrocities. Yeah. There are a few companies I hate worse in the world than Disney. Oh, I can't stand Disney. We're, we're right on target there. You know, it's and then they cried when DeSantis wanted to take away that special tax exemption that only they had and no other business in the freaking country has. It's ridiculous. It's like, you know, if you know you're getting away with something, let's look at this just on a personal level, like a child. If you know you're getting away with something, shut your mouth. Don't go after your parents. Don't go after the parent that's giving you things that they shouldn't be giving you. And that's exactly what Disney did. I mean, they're getting these special breaks from Florida, and then they fuck over the governor of Florida going after him, calling him a fascist, saying, lying about his bills, calling them don't say gay. And what do they expect? What do they, once again... When you fight back, when we fight back against them, they don't like it. They don't like it. So they should have just shut their mouths and, and been movies and, and amusement parks and fun and not gotten involved in politics. Uh, don't, don't worry, Mike. Uh, b- b- both Disney and DeSantis are going to be fine. They're going to have oh, a great life. Oh, here we go. I, I, here I, we I don't go. feel bad for I either. Know, <laughs> you should like that. You should like the fact that a governor did not let this big mega multi-billion dollar corporation get away with not paying taxes. You I like don't them. like either of them. I know. Ron DeSantis could do nothing right. He could do nothing right. He could say, Karthik, what exactly would you like me to do? And then he'll do it, and you'll say, I don't like anyway. Well, okay, if and- you become, you know, let's like, okay, I, I feel like we had a good dis- DeSantis debate two days ago and a little bit yesterday, so there's no need to go into that again. Um, <laughs> oh, he's only going to be running for president. No need to talk about him anymore. <laughs> so I, well, I forgot. So do you think he's running or he's not going to run? Oh, he'll, I told you. I, I told everyone. Yeah, you thought he's going to wait till June he's or whatever. He's going to May or June. May or June. Oh, okay. And I said that, and then about two weeks later, everyone else on the media said, oh, it'll be May or June because – I know what's going on. So he's going to do. I think that legislative session is winding down. And I think once that's over, he's going to announce. Yeah. Okay. So, so. you know how I won't support DeSantis because of his record, um, especially at a federal level. But okay. So I have a question for you that's more interesting, actually. Because I, I, we always talk about DeSantis from my perspective. So what could DeSantis do to piss you off and make you not support him in the future? Because obviously, well, I, no. I, I know I'm you're going to. No, I'm not really I, a one-issue guy, although I have to tell you, the COVID issue I, is I very know. big. It's yeah, very it's big. obviously but, an important issue. But, no, um, I, I don't mean for this time because I know you're going to support him no matter what in No, I'm sure when he's president. I'm sure when he's president, even before, when he's talking about policies. But when he's president, I'm sure he'll do something that my more uh, lefty or progressive side is not going to like. Maybe healthcare could be something right and i'll be upset but yeah, i mean when he was you know. in federally when he was in congress he was a warmonger and i know you mentioned the thing about ukraine but mike he he wasn't uh his stance on ukraine only changed a few months ago when trump started talking about it before he well, was very pro-ukraine when he was no, also very pro-nato is probably at heart more of a conservative <laughs> than i am but so what you Dude, have, i don't you care about everything. what's in his heart man i care about his actions i'm just saying he's probably his more conservative than i am at the end of the day, our hearts are all the same. You know, some may have bigger heart problems, some may have problems with blood vessels, but yeah. at the end of the day, our hearts are all the same. You know, but it's really about his actions, and and his words only heard yeah. on Ukraine until I think what three months ago. Like, okay. when well, all I can tell you, Ukraine? 
be be prepared for this. When he announced he's running, I'm having a party on the show. You could join the party. If you want. We're going to have cake. We're going to have cookies. Okay, um, yeah, I'll, I'll join. We can talk. We're going to have hors d'oeuvres. We're going to have all these things. So okay. I hope you join. You know, I'll, I'll be here. You know, we'll talk. <laughs> well, I, I plan on talking to you after every Republican debate because I'm sure it'll be fun to, you know, to goof around and shit. Oh, they're going to be a um, dozen of those. <laughs> yeah, dozen. I'm sure there's going to be like 10 fu- funny moments at least for every debate. Well, there'll be funny moments. There'll be interesting moments. Well, funny, interesting, close enough. With Trump, there's always something funny, right? There's always something, you know, he's going to, you know, throw names at people and do his usual childish stuff, you know, but whatever. I think that's really wearing thin, you know? I think that might have worked in 2016, but I think now it's like, people are like, ugh, we've had enough of this. So, well, we'll see. Maybe, Maybe Trump can play it straight but i don't yeah. think he can no i i i think it's gonna be um yeah i think it's just gonna be more of a clown show because that's what the uh what the system demands they demand distractions well those debates are all ridiculous man i mean you, especially the primary ones you, you have remember the democrat ones 10 candidates <laughs> and it's like yeah. 90 minutes and they all get like two and a half seconds it's ridiculous Come on. You don't really get anything oh, and out the, of those debates. And the questions are the dumbest. The questions are like, okay, uh, S- S- Senator X, uh, S- Senator Y, trash talk your wife. Well, what's your response? <laughs> well, or it, it'll be something substantive every once in a while, and they have no time to talk and no no real rebuttal time. Or if it's Mike, if it's there's like, very, very few substantive questions, but sure, I get what you're saying. No, but they do. I've I've never heard you. Your wife was made. They, come on, they'll talk about climate. They'll talk about the economy. Well, yeah, what I'm saying COVID, is, they'll talk about healthcare. They'll talk about Ukraine. They'll talk about foreign policy. There are substantive things, but there's always something that's left out that people get pissed off about. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, so, like I said, the establishment demands a uh, small. Uh, I I guess so. They 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 uh, uh, allow. Uh, heavy debate within a very small window, right. and, and in order to distract people, like well, not me and you, but you know the public, let's say that small window of debate must be very you know rigorous, which is why it seems like they're constantly arguing whether they're politicians. But at the reality, their votes um, largely end up the same. But I, mm. fuck, I forgot. I, I was going to say something important, but I forgot. Everything um, you say is vitally important no no i, I mean yeah. i had something different to say something um extra but i forgot what i was going to say uh anything else on your mind while i'm trying to remember what i wanted to say that's it i have a couple of other things i want to cover if, if you'll let me i could uh, uh you know it, it was a great call how many thumbs do you think your call deserves thumbs up how many thumbs up i th- i thought you always give me two thumbs up well what's this how many thumbs i just gave you two thumbs up should okay. i give you three oh, Sure. Do you think extra, an, an extra thumb for this one? Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I I remember my question. Okay. Go so ahead. Dude, go ahead. Go are you it. ever gonna move uh, your show up? Because I think 11 p.m. is not a good slot, man. I don't know. I think it's a good slot because there's no comp. Look, but I've done. I'm I telling don't you, think I've so. Done, I've done several. I've done a handful of shows earlier, and I find that there's not that much more live. Um, participation. Well, I think that's because people aren't familiar with you, you know, because the people that get a lot of you, you know, people, people, because it, it takes time to build up any audience, whether it's on Colin or any other. Yeah, app but platform. you got, you know, earlier in time. the day, 
you got those big names like uh, Michael Tracy and Jimmy Dore, and they they suck up everything. Okay, well, you know, why so don't you just wait till like eight p.m. You know, and um, Mike, you gotta have patience, you know, because I think you know even various disagreements, you know. Okay, eight p.m. I, I, I think I think you're a fine here. guy to talk to, you know. Perfect. Let me let me person. let me tell you straight here. Eight p.m. is a good time if David Sachs paid me to do a show. I would absolutely do any time slot he asked me to do. Okay, mm-hmm. however, doing eight p.m. now kind of is a you know i have a semi life so it would mean my dinners are all fucked up i can't go to the movies at night it's my ball games and hockey wait a minute my all my ball How about games nine? what's wrong with nine no nine these games and movies usually end around nine ten o'clock which is perfect for me because then i can get an hour in of like preparation and then go go on go right in get right into that but if i'm and- like you know frazzled because the game just ended and I all i'm it. saying is i i think you're a good person i like talking to you you know and all i want then you'll I, stay I, up I, baby I, then if i was doing it at four in the morning you'd be there for me baby you know what i'm saying all i'm saying is i just want i just wish more people got to listen to you you know even though I, i'm happy you're talking about covid less because for a while i was really sick of all your covid talk oh you were sick of covid i was sick of covid too i was sick of everything around i know me. man okay but but if if, if uh, talking about any topic like 70, 80 percent of the time, whatever it destroys anybody, not just you. So it's not something unique to you. But anyway, all I'm <laughs> last thing I'll say is I, I I want more people to listen to you, and my advice is to start a little early. That's all. Uh, any last words? Uh, let me think. Any last words? <laughs> uh, no, I can't think of any last words. Okay. But thanks for the call. I'm going to give you an extra thumb up by saying oh, he left. He hung up. Okay, so I'll give you another thumbs up. That's it. That's crazy. I'm glad Karthik wants me on earlier. That's good. That's good. But really, it's it's tough because I, most of my movies I see at 7 o'clock at night, right? They go two hours, two and a half hours. Or I have a, a baseball game, which starts sports ball, as Daniel likes to call it, or a hockey game, which starts at 7, goes till 10, 10.30 sometimes. So 11 is perfect for me, you know? And uh, if I did this show once or twice a week, sure. But I do it five nights a week. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I wouldn't be able to do anything but the show. Like I said, if David Sachs, David, hey, David, woo, you listening? David, I know we live in the same fucking city. If you're listening and you want to pay me to do a show, I'll do any time slot you ask me. Any time slot. Morning drive, afternoon drive, late night, doesn't matter. But right now, I'm just going to do what I want to do. For my lifestyle, my happening hip lifestyle. Oh, boy. But Daniel would be upset because then I couldn't. Well, I guess Saturday and Sunday night I could go out. But any other night of the week I couldn't uh, I couldn't go out and do anything before the show. You know, it would be around showtime, prime time. Let's see. Uh, how about Rachel Maddow? How about Rachel Maddow's gig? How about that fucking gig? What is she making? $30 million a year and she works Mondays? Think about that. I want you to let the, absorb that. Absorb that. Rachel Maddow makes $30 million a year and she works one day a week, Monday night. Do you – can you comprehend that? Is that, is that, is that can we comprehend that? Okay. There's your, there's your capitalism. That's capitalism for you. That certainly couldn't happen in communist China. Okay, uh, something happened today. You know, there's a guy named John Kirby. And Kirby used to be well-respected man. 
And now he's at, where is he, at the State Department? And he, he just lies for Biden. So let me just, let me cue this up. He should can, have done too. Because uh, that's not it. We're going to go back. Here we go. This is. Once you turn it over, it's just like what we're doing in Ukraine. We give Ukraine uh, artillery ammunition, Stinger anti-air missiles, Javelin anti-tank. It's their stuff at that point, not the Americans. It's their stuff. That stuff belonged to the Afghans. And so this idea, this argument is just ludicrous that we left millions of dollars of stuff in Afghanistan. We didn't. We turned it over as the previous administration would have done too, because part of their thinking was they were going to have to turn this material over. It was turned over appropriately uh, and carefully and deliberately with the Afghan National Security Defense Forces. He just he just totally lied. And I know that he lies. You know how I know? Because I met a contractor about a year ago, year and a half ago, who was in Afghanistan and he told me, and I said to him, so I'm hearing all these millions or billions of dollars of stuff was either left there or whatever. And he said, oh, absolutely. He said it was crazy because it was such a bad pullout, like a last second thing. There was no preparation. So they were ordered to leave stuff or destroy stuff. And he said they destroyed millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars, worth of computers and tablets and laptops, just whole money down the drain so this idea that we handed it back and it, it wasn't the afghanistan stuff it was our stuff that we paid for millions if not billions of dollars um of stuff so this is a total lie he's telling that it was just deliberately and, and carefully handed over it didn't happen now the sad thing is a guy like john kirby who used to really be respected by a lot of people has now taken a job for the last two and a half years where he lies and he's lying for who for an old demented senile president who has lied himself his entire political life. Why, why do this? Why do this to yourself? I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. But that's what he's done. And everyone has lost respect for him. There are a lot of people, generals, people on the right who liked John Kirby before this. And now he just lies. That's a total lie. And if I know a contractor, okay, if I just happen to meet a contractor who was in Afghanistan and told me this information, he knows the truth. He understands. It wasn't carefully handed back. That's a lie. We, he was told, these contractors were told, destroy it and get out destroy it and get out okay so imagine taking your tablets that you have and your laptops and just trashing them and 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 do that on a mass scale and other other surveillance type stuff that the military has that's what happened because it was such a poor pullout they didn't have time to uh to get everything together carefully it's a lie but that's what they do. They lie. They lie. And they get away with it because the media doesn't cover it. The media could easily do their jobs and interview. I met a contractor, just me, Micah Joplin. All right. Imagine the media with their contacts could, could, could reach so many contractors who would tell them the truth about what happened. But they don't bother. But if it was a Trump administration and they were lying about it, they would bother. 
And that's the continued hypocrisy and double standard of the left-wing media. Poor pullout. That's Okay, Daniel has a, a joke. He has a Rodney Dangerfield-type joke about poor pullouts. Hey, poor pullout. That's what she's – what's the what's joke? Oh, hey, poor pullout. That's what she said to me last night. Hey, I tell you, I get no respect. There you go. Is that right, Daniel? Did I deliver it okay? Okay. All right. Uh, another thing I want to get to is because I always have to talk about, like Karthik said, always got to talk about COVID, and I always have to talk about the hair gel king, I hair gel king of California. Who's the hair gel king of California? Everyone knows who that is by now, right? So the hair gel king of California, uh, about a month ago, uh, in his usual virtual signaling big mouth manner, said, "We're not doing." business here in California with Walgreens anymore because Walgreens won't distribute uh, a kill child pill. And this is what the, the right has to start doing. The conservatives need to start stating things their own way, the way the left does, right? So don't call it an abortion pill. Call it a kill a child pill, which is what it is. The left has no problem doing that. Like don't say gay, even though there's nothing about that in the bill. Well, let's not call it an abortion pill. Let's call it a kill a child, a child killing pill. So Walgreens would not distribute the child killing pill in 21 states where Republicans threatened legal action. Since then, we've learned that the Democratic governor must compromise on his hardline tweet. California is legally bound to continue doing business with Walgreens through the state's massive Medicaid program. Health law experts have said, and according to public records, the state of California paid Walgreens one and a half billion dollars last year. Newsom's administration confirmed it will continue to comply with federal law by paying Walgreens through Medi-Cal, which provides health coverage to roughly 15 million residents with low income and disabilities, where California to stop covering Medi-Cal prescriptions filled at Walgreens stores, legal scholars warned, the state would run afoul of federal law, which allows patients to get their medications at any approved pharmacy. California has no intention of taking any action that would violate federal Medicaid requirements or that could undermine access for low-income individuals, said Tony Cava. Cava a spokesperson for the California Department of Healthcare Services in the statement. So all that bluster and all that virtue signaling of Walgreens, we're not doing business with them anymore, is all bullshit. And many people said at the time it was bullshit simply because of this, of taking, of, of not doing business with Walgreens would make it impossible for a lot of people, especially low-income people, to fill their prescriptions and find a drugstore. Remember, there are plenty of places in California where you might have to drive 10, 15 miles to go to a drugstore. You take away the Walgreens, then you got to find the CVS, which could be another 10 miles away. It's not like a big city where you have Walgreens on one side and CVS right across on the other side. So we knew this was never going to happen. But Gavin Newsom, once again, it's all about with these leftists, virtue signaling. It's just virtue. He's a big Mouth. What did Jackie Gleason say in the honeymooners? You're about the you're bla she's a blabbermouth. Your mother's a blabbermouth. That's what he is. He's a blabbermouth. He's all bluster. He's all bullshit. Okay? 
So now he goes around doing more bluster and bullshit to these red states, telling them how fascist they are, how fascist they are. Have you seen those commercials? You know, I know Joe for sure has no TV. I think I'm going to throw my TV out the fucking window because I can't stand these commercials where I got to see this guy with his greasy hair gel going to California City, uh, going to other states, red states. And going to colleges. Of course he knows he can go to colleges because he can indoctrinate the young kids. So he goes to the colleges. He couldn't go anywhere else in these red states. He couldn't go to diners. He couldn't go to, uh, he couldn't go to gas stations. He couldn't go to churches, but he can go to schools, left wing schools to indoctrinate kids and they'll believe his utter bullshit with a straight face talking about authoritarianism and being anti-democratic and this bullshit of book burning. When Gavin Newsom says book burning, he means not allowing pornography in middle schools. To him, that's the book burning, you see? Not allowing pornography in middle schools is banning books. So Gavin Newsom, but he doesn't say that. He says book banning, as though Republicans are not allowing catcher in the rye, okay? No, if they don't want porn, in schools. All right. But Gavin Newsom can't say that. He can't say I'm for porn in schools. Look at these authoritarians not allowing porn in, in middle schools because they'd all fucking laugh at him. They, they'd fucking laugh him out of their state. If not physically throw him out on his fucking hair gel head. So he lies and he says these these catchphrases, these words, anti-democratic, authoritarian, fascist, this is un-American. This is not America. This is un-American. This is not America. These are the these are these, these slogans this, this greasy prick has. And he knows who's going to fall for it? The students at liberal colleges. No one else is going to fall for it. They wouldn't let this guy into church there. They wouldn't let this guy into a diner there. They know what he's about. The people in these red states know because they moved from blue states. They moved from his state. going around telling the rest of the country how to run their states when his state is the worst fucking shithole in any country. Remember, his state will be the fifth largest economy in the world, and it's a total shithole. It's like a third world country. Fifth, it will be the fifth largest country, and it will be third world. Okay? That tells you something about how he throws money out the fucking window. With the homeless camps and the shit in the streets and the and the people getting stabbed to death in this in San Francisco at two in the morning and another guy uh, who who just got bashed in the head here yesterday at seven o'clock at night from homeless people just gathered and started beating the hell out of him for no reason end up in the hospital with a broken skull. This is the state of Gavin Newsom and he has the balls. Newsom has the balls. To go to these red states and tell them that they're doing it wrong. No, all he's doing is trying to indoctrinate these kids. He's trying to indoctrinate these kids into the Democratic Party, right? So they can vote for Democrats, maybe himself in a primary or a general election. That's what he's doing. And he knows he can fool the kids. He can't fool the adults. He can't fool the churchgoers. He can't fool the regular blue-collar workers who go to the diner for breakfast. He can't fool them. They know what he's about. 
but he's going after the young ones, just as the Democrats love to go after the young ones in all sorts of perverted ways these days. That's what he's doing. I lost you at Newsom and Ball. Does, yeah, maybe, maybe he puts, uh, Daniel, I don't want to really creep you out. Maybe he puts that hair gel on other areas too, not just his hair. God, you know, he talks about Republicans outlawing all these things, which they don't outlaw anything other than perverting, making kids, doing kids, having kids do pervert, uh, you know, ha- having uh, transsexuals and, uh, and drag queens shake their asses in kids' faces and putting porn in schools other than those things. What if we banned hair gel? What would he do if we banned hair? That's like his, that's like, um, his power, right? His hair gel. It's all in this, like, was it, was it like Thor had that power? I think, isn't that his, that's his power, the hair gel. Without the hair gel, this guy's nothing. It's a big nothing ball. And just a nerve to go to these places. But like I said, indoctrinating the kids. That's what Democrats seem to be about these days. You know, in so many different ways. Whether it's with uh, sex or gender, changing gender, sex, perverted sex stuff. Or or simply is just trying to get them to indoctrinate them into your party to vote for you. Is just very sick. It's very sick. This is my governor. This is my governor. Hey, Bill. How's it going? Hey, Mike. Can you hear me? Yes. Well, I, I'm i back. I, I was listening in, but nature took me away. <laughs> do, you mean like, uh, do you mean nature like wind and leaves? And, <laughs> and Actually, no. I had to take care of some more serious business. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Right. I was trying to make it sound nice. And like and. And, you know, I heard enough of Kartnick's bullshit, so finally I had to go take care uh, of some course, business, uh, you know. Poor Karthik. You know, we, we like Karthik. He's Karthik's a very, you know, he's a um, a smart kid. Oh, he is. <laughs> he is. He is but he is a kid, right? Yeah, and he's, he's a smarty pants. He just calls in to get a rise out of you. He's not really interested in your show or what you have to say. <laughs> hey, but he says he wants me on prime time. Oh, well, <laughs> if he brings in, if he brings in the young crowd, then whatever then it can, takes. Then he right? can bug me in prime time. And more, there you he, go. That's what he yeah. wants, Bill. He wants more people to hear him picking on me. That's exactly what it is. There's <laughs> more audience for him. That's why are you so late, Mike? Where are all those East Coasters when I'm here? <laughs> hey, Bill, you got his number. You got his number. It's pretty obvious, you know. Thumbs up. <laughs> so, unfortunately, it looks like we lost Maria again, or is she back? Let me see. Maria's you been know. coming and going tonight. She I has. Don't know exactly what's happening, but she's been coming and going. That's all yeah. right. Well, I did uh, earlier, let's see if it's still in the chat. It is. Uh, Children's Health Defense Fund, uh, Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. reports that um, the judge, I couldn't believe this, in the Brooke Jackson uh, Pfizer DOD uh, trial, um, on the uh, clinical fraud that she was reporting, um, the judge uh, went to like a summary judgment and and basically on the oral arguments uh, never went to discovery and just uh, dismissed the case. Really? Yeah. Although he did, in his opinion, I did take some uh, shots of the uh, text and uh, let's see. So I would remember. Let me see here. So, um, however, in a footnote. Uh, accompanying the, his decision, Judge uh, Truncate. What a name for a judge, huh? Judge Truncate. He sure truncated. did truncated him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he sure did. I mean, 
But he, he left the door open for Jackson and her legal team to file an appeal, stating the court observes, however, that while Miss Jackson has failed to state a claim for retaliation under the FCA, I don't see how her attorneys could be that grossly negligent and incompetent. That sounds bizarre. Very bizarre. You, yeah. you know, but this is what he's saying. She may be able to bring her claim under another statute. So now he's signing another statute, but yet he's saying she didn't make the claim under the previous one. What's the other one? I don't know. Okay. Now the court does not opine on the likelihood of success with respect to asserting retaliation under uh, a different statute, which is kind of negating what she was trying to do originally. And this is all nonsense, but this is our courts. I, th this is m maddening because the, there was clear fraud and she's reciting all the, the problems in the clinical trials uh, of m many things that she witnessed uh, and under her employee. And when she reported them to um, the CDC, she got fired. Right. 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 So, how is this not a retaliation matter? Um, and uh, they're, they're just burying everything as usual. And um, uh, the oral arguments that uh, Robert Barnes cited, uh, who's head of her legal team, were basically the contract called for a vaccine under the previous definition before they changed it, right? That would stop transmission, keep people from getting sick, you see what I mean? The first two things it didn't do. And it wasn't even tested to stop transmission. Remember when that lady was in the uh, European Parliament admitted it, uh, one of the yes, Pfizer yes. reps? Yes. So if it wasn't even tested for it, obviously they had no idea, you know. And uh, so it, it, there were other matters in the oral arguments. Um, I'm having a little brain freeze right now. But the, the point being, the first two being, it, it never was tested to stop transmission. So how could it fulfill a contract of being a vaccine? He's saying, Robert Barnes is saying, at best, it could be a, a, a gene therapy if it worked. However, then he started citing all the vaccine adverse events, you know, that, you know, in the clinical trials that they withheld all those documents. And then we see eight pages of potential side effects, yada, yada. You know what I mean? So... So, how, th this is our courts, it's maddening. How does that get just dismissed by a judge? Never uh, had discovery, never, never, you know, any, any opportunity to subpoena anybody and to go through, uh, interrogatories and depositions and never have a jury, nothing. It just, that's it. The judge decides and you can appeal it. Good luck. You know, um, this, this is why the system, one, one, well, it's symptomatic, but it's also causal why the system's so dysfunctional. Sure. You know what I mean? No, you're right. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's absolutely insane that, 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 that happened. But this happens all the time. You know, um, remember we had, uh, Judge Saitar Mayor, was that her name? What was the lady? Mayor, yeah, saying that uh, all those kids were 100,000 kids. We're like dying, have died of COVID or something. Based on that alone, th there's grounds for an appeal because the judge, that's fraud on the court by the judge. Of course. Yeah. It's, so it's terrible but, fraud by the judge and all the people she has helping her with facts. It's ridiculous. 
Oh, and listen, you, 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 you don't get to, as, as on the other side of the bench, you know what I mean? Bringing your case, you know, you don't get to say, Oh, well, my assistant's just screwed up. Oh, well, you know, and then stay with your decision. You know, in other words, she gets to hold her line and the court holds its line under that fraud. That's absolute insanity. Yeah. Yeah. And so we see this over and over again, you know, when, you know, good attorneys bring good cases. They very rarely get anywhere in the federal courts, even worse. The federal courts are even worse than the state courts, and they're a nightmare. And um, now, good luck in the appellates. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, the appellate all holds the lower court decision, which they do 90% of the time. You know what I mean? Just by the numbers. Even some say 95% of the time. It depends, I guess, on what district court you're in. Um you're done. I mean, if you don't get through the appellate, you don't stand much. Well, you could try the the Supreme Federal, but they usually they usually almost always refer back to the appellate. You know what I mean? And they could say, well, you know, we're just not taking the case. They just yeah. can not not review it, just or, or review it and say, no, we're not going to. And what? You know? And so this is we grow up in a system where we believe we have rights, but as George Carlin says, you have no rights. You have privileges, and they take them away anytime. Do you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. And he also, I'm going to cite one of his quotes, which I really like, and it's it's not verbatim, but it's like, you'll never see the Ten Commandments in a courthouse full of politicians, lawyers, and judges, because it would create a hostile work environment. You know, (laughs) can't have the truth there, the Ten Commandments. And um, this is just, I mean... it's it's not. I know the intent is to demoralize us on some level. Remember, we were talking about the um, ideological subversion. I don't know if you had a chance to review that article, but the first step in is demoralization because when you see there's clear and convincing evidence, if not beyond a reasonable doubt, of Pfizer fraud. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to to say it. It's just to me, it's plain as day, right in your face, right. right. And then you see what happens in the courts, you're like, well, where do you go next? You know what I mean? And you see that people, and you see Steve Dozinger, for example, the Dozinger case with Chevron, they clearly, uh, you know, were guilty of all the pump and dump surface and groundwater and soil pollution. I mean, the, the documents are there. It's not, he won $9.6 billion in that Ecuadorian courts. And even, even Chevron tried to appeal that. He won in the appellates in the Ecuadorian courts. Then they drag him back here when he's trying to collect for the, cause it's one thing to get a settlement. It's another thing to get the money. Right. Right. right, right, right. So when he's attempting to get the money in the New York courts, of course, they, 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 they motion the uh, opposing counsel for his laptop and cell phone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you're, there's nothing relevant there. You're in a fishing expedition. The evidence has been, this has all been decided already. Plus the evidence is, is the issue is the pollution and the disease and the sickness caused by Chevron's actions. It's not what's in, you know, uh, Dozinger's cell phone or, you know, what's, what, what supposedly he somehow has records of him bribing the judge or something with when Chevron has more money, as much money to take, take any court through bribery versus a small law firm. You know what I mean? It's absolute insanity. And so he, he says, no, I have, he has duties to his client to protect its client's privacy and client, uh, uh, lawyer, uh, clauses to do that. 
And so he refused to comply. So then the court hit him with what's called the quasi-criminal charge of contempt, where he, they found him guilty, not in a criminal court, but in a civil court, of contempt of court. And you remember that? He goes in house arrest for 900-some-odd days. Then the judge decides without a jury that he's guilty of it. You can believe yeah. this, that he's guilty of it. He goes to prison for two months. It comes out. Yeah. He, he, he appeals, tries to appeal the case, and the appellate court denies hearing it. It's just no. Yeah, you know, I, Daniel saying we will win, Bill. We will win. I, I, I agree. I think that there are some setbacks here, but I think in the end we're going to win, Bill. I really do. I'm optimistic about it, even though, like you say, there are these things that happen that are just very infuriating. Oh, it's it's the the last thing on Dozinger. He lost his his law license in the yeah. process. It was disbarred. He was because because he wouldn't comply with the subpoena and he defied the court and he said no, you know. So and that he's uh, what do they call that when when you, uh, insubordination? He lost his the, insubordination because he's he's an officer of the court as a licensed attorney, and so he's in, in found insubordination of the court by not complying with the subpoena. He's from that 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 to hear the rest of the time he loses his license. Right, right. right. Meanwhile, victims. Haven't gotten a dollar from Chevron. Yeah, it's the whole the whole idea is to drag it out, drag it out. Why? Because these people are sick. A lot of them are sick yeah, with you a drag them disease. Out, die and go away. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's they do all the time. All the time. They drag it out until people die. Often they'll just do it like for like decades. Right? They eventually people are going to die of old age. That, <laughs> well, that that too. And you hear about East Palestine. Apparently, the, there's a new report out that it was actually Norfolk Southern. Even though the EPA was involved, that made the decision. There was a woman in the Pennsylvania legislature. I'm having a blank out right in her name because I only read it once. Mm-hmm. Anyway, where she reported that in the committee hearings that it came out, pardon me, that it was actually uh, the EPA on Sunday because the, the wreck happened um, on Friday, I think, at like 9 p.m. And on Sunday, they had all decided they were going to, allow one tanker uh, rail car to be igni- just one that was leaking to be ignited and that was the recommendation of the EPA and whatnot well Norfolk Southern overrode that somehow they have more power than the EPA and, and now it's come out according to her and she was on status quo reporting this to their Lewis uh, one of their reporters that uh no, it was Norfolk Southern who made the decision to light up all those cars, all five of vinyl chloride. In addition, yeah. in Thank addition, you. get this, Mike, there's other chemicals that were in other rail cars, and it's suspected, it doesn't appear clear, what happened to those cars? Were they lit up in the same burn pit? Because none of that stuff was, was exported, which was an option, which, which was clearly could have been done because the, the wreck happened um, on Friday on the third of March, and it wasn't until Monday that they did the burn in like in the afternoon. Yeah. So they had a good two and a half days. So the other rail cars had acrylate, some type of acrylate, benzene, and one, and an acrylate, yeah, another. Another chemical. Yeah. Yeah, and ethylene glycols. Now, when you combine those with the vinyl chlorides and you burn that in an open burn, 
you get a lot of incomplete combustion with all that soot because the only way they handle that stuff in, in, there's two ways to handle that stuff if it goes to a hazardous waste facility, depending on which chemicals they're dealing with. Some of them are so volatile and uh, ever present, they ha- they burn them in a high, high temperature furnace. Right now, the, Did you go- the decision was supposedly that it was uh, safer in the end to burn it off than to let it explode. That's what they said, right? That it was that easy. was the the final claim, but that's not what, according to this woman, she's saying as a as of Sunday evening, the decision was to only vent and burn one car, and wow. the and then so in other words, you would export the material out of the rest of them, right? Because exactly. the original fire were vinyl pellets in a in the in the car. For vinyl molding, the vinyl pellet car went up. That was the car that had the hot uh, uh, axle and bearing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it wasn't the chemical tankers that, and those tankers are designed to withstand heat. They actually put them when they designed them in a test in like a, a fire bath of a kind to know that, the, you know, in the words, they're, they're designed to carry the chemicals and withstand a certain amount of um, uh, expected incidents in an accident, which would include, well, you know, after all we saw during COVID that it's like, trust the science again, right? Trust us. The government's saying, trust us, trust the science. We, we got it right. We, we, we know, we know how to do it. We know what we're doing. And of course it never turns out that way. Does it? Well, one they have to do is, you know, if you look back at, even if you're looking at a, 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 a whatever you look for what's called, pro forma or you're citing previous decisions for legal precedent, right? Well, there's been never been a case when a, a rail car like that's been intentionally drained into a pit and burned. Mm. It hasn't happened before. That was right. the first time, everything I read about it, yeah. unless I'm mistaken. I mean, I didn't miss it. I don't think I missed that's anything. You know, it's a, the most ridiculous part of it. Well, not the most ridiculous, but one very ridiculous part of this is that of course, it's not also not surprising is that, you know, Joe Biden hasn't gone there yet. So oh. think about that. Why do you think, OK, there's the usual reason where he's, you know, he's disconnected. He's not the Mr. Empathy that everyone says he is. He, he's mm-hmm. demented. He doesn't really give a shit. But I think it goes deeper than that. I think they're afraid to have the president go there and breathe in that shit, which they say, of course, is is safe. Look, it took a month for that Buttigieg to go there. And they, I, they, they, probably, you, they probably had to kick him in the ass to get him to go there. Well, half the CDC investigators reported getting sick, and they were only there for several hours. That's they weren't right. there. That's right. No, they're obviously not letting the president go there because of right. safety reasons. Even though the guy's frigging 80-something years old, you know, by the time it gets to him, who was he, 97? But, I mean, <laughs> still, still, they won't let the president go there because they know it's not safe. Yes, and also the uh, the railroad workers reported that uh, quite a few of them fell ill working on the cleanup, and they even cited that, according to what I read, they weren't provided with the proper personal protective equipment, uh, considering the level of the contamination. But there's a lot of problems with the EPA reporting system and the companies they use, and that's where you had uh, the movie Aaron Brockovich. Oh, oh, so she goes there, right, with some lawyers, and they're trying to talk to the people in town hall meetings, and she gets cited by Ohio law enforcement as uh, some weird special domestic 
terrorist or something who can incite violence? Aaron oh, Brockovich. That's ridiculous. Yeah, check it out. She did. They they put her on some kind of watch list. People are nuts. They were uh, Bill. Bill, I have to let you go. But thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Mike. Good talking yeah. to you. All right. Yeah, no. That's a terrible situation. And like I said, it's amazing. I'm just not hearing. I, I, I'm listening to people in the in the media saying, "Where's not the left wing media? They don't care, but the right wing media. Like, where, where's where's Biden? Where's Biden? But I don't think I've ever heard anyone come up with the idea that the reason why he's not there is because they won't let him go because they know it's not safe and they're bullshitting that the air is safe and the water is safe. It's garbage. It's not real. It's more them lying to us about the science. Look, we've been through this so many times. We've seen this movie before. Anyway, and speaking of movies, I will have a film review for you tomorrow night. <laughs> and uh, among other, uh, other topics, for our big Friday night end of the week show. All right, that's my transition to the end of the show. Uh, I want everyone to remember the name of this show is And Let's Be Heard. Uh, and it airs much to dismay of Mr. Karthik at 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time, five nights a week, weeknights, Monday to Friday night, meaning I'll be right back with you tomorrow night, with you tomorrow night. Okay. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for the calls. Thanks for everything. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> and until until tomorrow night, this is Micah Chopley reminding you, your influence counts. Use it. <laughs>